After my heart attack, cash from active care meant I had choices. When I had cancer, cash from active care meant I didn't need to stress so much about money. What is active care? Active care is a supplemental health insurance policy that offers protection for covered cancer, heart attack, or stroke and a choice of cash benefit options from $10,000 to $60,000. If you're diagnosed with cancer, a heart attack, or stroke, you could end up paying thousands of dollars or more in out-of-pocket medical bills. Active Care gives you protection at an affordable price. So get Active Care for cash, choice, and control. Active Care is brought to you by Colonial Penn Life Insurance Company and is underwritten by Washington National Insurance Company. Visit colonialpen.com for more information. This is a limited benefit policy. This policy has limitations and exclusions. For costs and complete details of coverage, visit colonialpen.com. After my heart attack, Cash from Active Care meant I had choices. When I had cancer, cash from Active Care meant I didn't need to stress so much about money. What is Active Care? Active Care is a supplemental health insurance policy that offers protection for covered cancer, heart attack, or stroke and a choice of cash benefit options from $10,000 to $60,000. If you're diagnosed with cancer, a heart attack, or stroke, you could end up paying thousands of dollars or more in out-of-pocket medical bills. Active Care gives you protection at an affordable price. So get Active Care for cash, choice, and control. Active Care is brought to you by Colonial Penn Life Insurance Company and is underwritten by Washington National Insurance Company. Visit colonialpen.com for more information. This is a limited benefit policy. This policy has limitations and exclusions. For costs and complete details of coverage, visit colonialpen.com. Good morning. Good morning and welcome to the Morning Report. It is morning report 159. I had to make a correction. I think it's 159, uh, which is a lot. It's still a lot. It's a bunch of bunch of bunch of bunch of morning reports. Uh, it is July 16th, 2020 in the year of our Lord. I am thrilled to be here this morning. I trust that you are doing well where you are. Um, and uh, we're looking forward to a fabulous, tremendous, wonderful weekend it's sneaking up on us. Don't let it catch you by surprise. And I'm going to tell you, with, er- with everything going on and the way it's going on, it is. I think it's super important to, if you can, take a break, take a breather, you know, take a beat on this weekend. Because this, this is, you know, what as as those of us who are involved in, you know, in the political. Um, system by 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 punditry or igno- announcements or however things are just going to get crazier and things are going to get worse generally speaking. So whenever you can take a you know just a few seconds to breathe and relax, sit by the pool, sit in the yard, um, go if you if you can get to a park if you can get to some water, put your put your tootsies in the cool water and just chill out for a little bit. Please do that this weekend for me. Promise me, promise me you will. Send me an email at, at wls860 at gmail.com. wls860 at gmail.com. wls860 at gmail.com. Send me a picture. Let me know where you. Let me know where you went. Let me know how you were relaxing. We'd love to know. 
and we love to share that here on the program. Um, the person who's not going to be re- going to be relaxing is Joy Reid of of MSNBC. This was bound to happen. This was going to happen because mainstream media has just gone off the chain. They've gone off the reservation. It's not about journalism or seeking truth. It's you know it's 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 tribalism. They've chosen sides. It's you know it's a talented tenth, and they are not under any circumstances to be challenged. Under no circumstances are they to be challenged. Uh, on um, yesterday. Uh, a federal appeals court re- revived a 2019 defamation case against MSNBC host Joy Reid. The Second uh, Circuit Court of Appeals ruled that the U.S. District Court for the Eastern District of New York mistakenly dismissed the suit by Trump supporter Rosalind uh, La Liberté against the host last fall. Liberté filed the suit in 2019 over defamation claims against Reid after the host posted misleading comments about the woman along with a photo of her and a young boy. The photo and Reed's comments were shared millions of times on Twitter. Reed attributed false racist accusations about Liberté, uh, who appeared in a MAGA hat in the photo and looked like she was yelling at the boy, who was Latino. In another post, Reed juxtaposed the image of Liberté um, in a with a 1957 image of a white woman in Little Rock screaming um, at a black child trying to go to school. This was the action that caused the court to reconsider, arguing that Reed is not liable for what she insinuated on, 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 um, on social media. Just last week, MSNBC announced that Reed would be hosting her own primetime show, The Readout, at 7 p.m. Week, weekdays. This would make Reed one of the first black women to host a primetime show for the, and a first for the network. Isn't it interesting? Now, MSNBC, this is the first time they're having a black woman host a show. I thought they were woke. I thought they had been woke. I thought they woke up early. Apparently not. The slot was formerly held by hardball uh, host Chris Matthews, who allegedly left the network in early March uh, a string of um, after a string of inappropriate comments that he made over the years, and many having to do with women. Reed is not free from controversy herself. In 2018, Reed vehemently apologized to her viewers after blog posts resurfaced with homophobic comments that included claims that Charlie Crist, who was, a, who was our former governor, was a closeted gay man, and that conservative uh, commentator Ann Coulter looked like a man. The ruling on Wednesday overturned the lower court dismissal, which stated that Liberté, uh, La Liberté, was is a limited, um, excuse me, is a limited purpose public figure, something that would require a higher threshold to prove defamation. Accordingly, she was not required to allege that Reed acted with with actual malice as to the as to either post. The three judge panel wrote this week. Moreover, the court erred by characterizing Reed's second post as non-actionable opinion. That post could be interpreted as accusing Liberté of engaging in specific racist conduct, which is provable assertion, which is a provable assertion of fact and therefore actionable. The appellate court also ruled that the case could not be dismissed under California's anti-slap statute, the, a law 
that gives an individual the ability to file a motion to strike to dismissal a complaint brought by another brought against them for engaging in protected in protected speech. The judges determined that the statute was inapplicable, inapplicable, sorry, in a federal court because it increases the plaintiff's burden to overcome pretrial dismissal. The appellate court agreed with another aspect of the judge's ruling that Reed is not protected by Section 230 of the Communication Decency Act. The act provides immunity to sites for uh, content posted by third parties. We know a little bit about that. To the contrary, she is a sole author of both allegedly um, defamatory posts, the judge is right. The spokesperson for Reed did not immediately respond to the request for comment regarding the recent development of the case. Now, i got to tell you, this, is, this, this, this might be kind of chilling. Um, but it might be a good thing in the sense that, you know what, people who are on these networks, Fox included, are going to have to just be truthful. The personal attacks are going to have to stop and just go back to, I don't know, the things that we care about, like policy, laws and policy. Stop with the personal attacks on people. How about that? That'd be nice. And maybe Joy Reid wouldn't be facing so much trouble. Just maybe. I don't know. Maybe she's always going to face trouble. Who knows? Oh, goodness. Y'all. Y'all, y'all, y'all. This next story is off the damn chain. You know, what's crazy, I mean, what's really insane about this is that Andrew Cuomo... He can't be under any delusion. I, I just won't believe that he's under the under the delusion that he has done a good job in in in, in dealing with COVID nineteen in the state of, of Cal, uh, in the state of New York. There's no way that he believes that, right? It's not possible, right? It's not. I mean, th- there's no way it's possible that Cuomo thinks that he did a good job. There's no way that he sleeps at night thinking that, yep, no one could no one could have done it better. It couldn't have been done any better. Yeah, that decision to send old people back into nursing homes and it killed a whole bunch of old people. That was the perfect thing to do at the time. I mean I mean, literally, there's no way. You think? There's no way that you could be that self absorbed and that's that you know, that that that's lack of self awareness. There's just 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 not possible, right? Except maybe he is. Cuomo said, "The United States will be talking about what New York did for decades." Well, yeah, yeah, they will, they will, but not in the way that you think. Not in the way you think. I mean, there's this poster. Um, it's kind of incredible. It's absolutely kind of incredible. Um, there's this big mountain, and it has all these milestones on it. It, it frankly, it looks like it was done by an 11 year old. I don't, I don't, you know, I don't know what you think when you see it. Um, and I'm sure that some of you have already seen it, and and it looks like it was done by an 11 year old. Not a very, ta- and not a very talented 11 year old either. Just 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 some 11 year old. And and you have to wonder. You just have to wonder aloud. Who the hell is this? The same marketing firm 
that has a, that came up with the census cowboy in Chicago. Did you, did you guys see that? Lori Lightfoot and, and, and the census cowboy. The dude comes riding up on a horse. And he's going to remind people to fill out the census. Yeah, pretty much all that the people who are interested in filling out the census, uh, my guests already have. I haven't. Um, in, in case you were wondering, I haven't. I think that people need to be counted for sure. Because I think it's important to find out, uh, you know, how many people you have in, in you know, in, the, in this congressional district and the other congressional district. I think that that's important. I just haven't done it. I think a lot that's turned me off is that this idea that I have to. I'm pretty much fed up to my eyeballs, to my my aching, itching, dry eyeballs with mandates from government. So this is on this poster. It's reaching the top. Wake up, America. Forget the politics. Get smart. Governor Andrew Cuomo is his quote. And at the top of this, I don't know, mountain, hill, there's this rainbow, and above that is something that says, love wins. Can't forget the LGBTQ, LMNOP. Uh, we're talking about, there is, at the top, it says, mask up. Phase one, uh, and I think it's th- this is the plan. And with another quote, tell people the truth and they will do the right thing. Mm, maybe. Um, this is 111 days of hell. New York State leads again. It's got all the, the officials from New York State there. Um, all sorts of... I mean, it's it's got training and testing. Let's see if I can read this. It's hard to read. Um, beds. Now, what it doesn't have... What it what it doesn't have is what the president did for New York City. Brought in um, the Corps of Army Engineers to set up a hospital in the Javits Center that they barely used. And it also they also brought the the the, the Navy hospital ships um of the USS Hope. That didn't get used either. Thousands of ventilators, and then we found out that ventilators weren't maybe maybe the way to go. But Cuomo is taking a victory lap. A victory lap. The article is from Town Hall. We've been writing about Governor Andrew Cuomo's shameless shamelessness, shamelessness in covering up and denying his administration's COVID failures for weeks. But his new self-congratulatory poster, now available for sale, is truly the next level stuff. Even CNN anchor Jake Tapper could hardly believe what he was seeing, ripping apart the governor's wildly misplaced victory lap in a series of tweets and a blunt on-air segment. I was cer- I wonder if a certain primetime host of the network happened to catch the clip. It's incredible. Tapper writes in a, in a tweet, New York State has lost more than 32,000 lives to COVID-19. So while it's great that the numbers have gone down, it's perplexing to see crowing, um, Cuomo going on to Fallon, etc. 
No other state has lost as many lives, not even close. New Jersey is next with 17,000 lives. And this dude, Cuomo, is going on Jimmy Fallon and you know Jimmy Blackface Fallon. Taking this victory lap. Reported deaths by uh, May 3rd of New York, 65,307. If they had started social distancing way back in March, when that that was a thing to do, um, the estimates are that, that there would only be 29,000 deaths. And if they had started seven days earlier, the estimates are that there would be only be 11,000 deaths. They'd still have more deaths than everybody else, just about, but there's been a lot less than 72,000 that they have now. Um, oh, and then there's a nursing home disaster. Well, the idea was that people who had been who had been sick with um, COVID nineteen were sent back to the um, were sent back as quickly as possible to the nursing homes they came out of, which spread COVID nineteen in these nursing homes like wildfire and killed a lot of people. A lot of people needlessly died in nursing homes because of the policies of Andrew Cuomo and his and his minions. That is that's not hyperbole. That's not. Uh, partisanship, that's just the truth. That is just the honest to God's truth. A friggin' nightmare. A horrendous, terrible nightmare on the part of Andrew Cuomo. So by any standard, the New York Tri-State area's numbers are the worst in the country. By most measures, the numbers are some of the worst in the world. For those who tell uh, who tell you the media doesn't matter, Cuomo now has amongst the highest approval ratings of any governor in the nation, almost all of whom have governed more capably. It became a news event. It became a popularity contest. It became who could get on TV uh, the most and do the best to convince people that he wasn't a complete and total dork. The fact of the matter is that Andrew Cuomo did much worse than most of the most of the states, much most most of the states, much worse. And that's what's going on. Hopefully, the wave hitting places like Southern California, Arizona, etc. will surge, but only on a longer and flatter curve than New York's disastrous, monumental, very deadly initial spike. That was the whole idea behind flattening the curve. I'll leave you with this roundup of some coronavirus-related news as well as this optimism-generating update on a vaccine. It looks like the vaccine is going to be sooner than later. Uh, and this doesn't normally happen. I mean, and when we're all thinking that a vaccine is two years away, um, there are a lot of work, a number of companies working on, working on a vaccine. And um, let's see. All 45 patients produce and neutralizing antibodies which scientists believe is important for building immunity and provided more promising data that the vaccine may give some protection against coronavirus. In the trial, each participant receives a 25, 100, or 250 uh, microgram dose with 15 people in each dose group. Participants receive two doses uh, of the potential vaccine. After two vaccinations, the vaccine elicited a robust immune response to all participants and all all those cohorts. 
uh, Moderna said. The company said that the level of neutralizing antibodies in the patients in the high-dose group were fourfold higher and recovered um, COVID-19 than in recovered COVID-19 patients. Well, I'm going to tell you, nobody in this house is going to be of the first first people to take uh, a brand new vaccine. Hopefully it'll work. And a lot of y'all will get vaccinated and that'll make it, and it'll work. It makes it safer for me. Cuomo's a trip, ain't he? It's a damn trip. Hey, listen, um, speaking of trips, it is interesting that when you are a man of a certain age, like I am, that you need to have a few things. And I've mentioned this before to you. You, know, you need to have a few things. You, have to, you need to have a, uh, some people that you can call on, that, that you can call on. You need to have your own mechanic. How many of you guys out there have your go-to mechanic? That you're not just going to the pet boys and whoever works on your car, works on your car. You're not doing that, are you? You have a garage uh, near you, privately owned garage, or even like a chain garage, like a fire zone or something. But you know what? The only guy who's worked on your car for the past 10 years has been Jake, right? You got one of those, right? If you don't, you should get one. Um, you've got a plumber, right? You've got a guy that when you have plumbing problems... You you've got his cell phone number. You call you call up and say, "Hey, uh, hey, Billy, uh, I, I my, my wife wants to repair this sink. Uh, she wants to get rid of this sink and put in a new one. You get, you, you think you can do that?" Uh, Billy goes, "Yeah, yeah, Mister, yeah, Mister Johnson, I got you." Comes out, doesn't charge doesn't charge you a bunch. You're a good customer. He's a great plumber. He puts that sink in. It's beautiful. You got one of those guys, right? Oh, and you got a yard guy too, right? You got somebody who who comes every week and cuts your grass and and trims your and you know and and trims the hedges and does all that stuff. Doesn't charge you a bunch of money because you're a good customer and you and he's been doing that for you for the past twelve years since you moved into that house, right? And you've recommended him to five or six or seven or eight other people in your neighborhood. So he gives you the so he gives you the break on price, but still does a great job. You've got that guy. You got that guy in your neighborhood, right? Terrell, you got that guy. Do you have a florist? No? You don't have a florist? So when you forget your wife's birthday, what you run off to the grocery store and get some dried up ass flowers out of the um out of the cooler? Or worse out or worse yet, out of some plastic bucket? And you get some some hackneyed um, Hallmark card? Is that how you do it? Well, you're a dumbass. Here's how I do it. My my florist is Christine Vasconcello of Bloomingdale's Flower Shop. When I screw it up, I just give Christine a call and tell her that I've screwed it up, and she fixes it for me. She fixes it for me. She makes it good. She knows my budget. She knows what my life likes. And she fixes it for me. Because she's my florist. Christine, Va- Christine Vasconcello, Blooming Days Flower Shop, www.bloomingdays.com, www.bloomingdays.com. Oh my goodness. It just gets nuttier and nuttier, folks. 
It's July. It is freaking July. School starts next. School is supposed to start next month. You know, time just sort of got suspended in a weird way. In 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 in, in this Corona time, didn't it? It, it just kind of got suspended. It didn't seem like it was going forward at all. It seemed like time had just stopped. Every day became a lot like the day before. And I've been saying all along, it seemed like, you know, when there was an event that happened, it was like either it happened today or, I don't know, some other day. It was hard to tell the difference. But it doesn't matter if it's Monday or Wednesday or Thursday. When it doesn't matter. What you do on those days is going to be exactly the same. It doesn't matter if it's Saturday because uh, everything's shut down out there. You've been put on lockdown and you're and you're doing what you're supposed to do. You're trying to flatten the curve. Right? School starts school starts next month, folks. It'll give you sort of a, a reality check about what you're dealing with and how long you've been doing this. School starts next month. School just sort of ended in 2020. A lot of kids went home for spring break and never went back. Left their stuff there. Teachers left their stuff there. They just let, you know, school just kind of ended. They went home and somebody said, oh yeah, somebody whispered, oh yeah, this is the last day of school this year. But now, we're back. School districts and, and, and school unions and teachers unions all over the country are raising holy hell about going back to school and being in a, in a, in a school environment. Many, many school districts have redesigned or reimagined what a classroom is going to look like um, using social distancing guidelines. Um, they're adding lunches. And what that means is they're adding lunch periods to the day to keep large crowds of students from congregating in cafeterias. Uh, a lot of districts are going through a lot of changes and asking for some things, but it's nothing like the L.A. Unified School District. What they're asking and who they're asking it from is absolutely typical but amazing. The L.A. Um, Teachers Union has a few demands before they will even consider heading back to the classroom. Here we go. Here are their demands from the federal government. I can't even imagine how the L.A. Teachers Union thinks that they can have demands that of the federal government. I don't understand. This is this is such a political ploy because they know, like I know, that that the federal government doesn't have anything to do with teachers in LA County. Here's what they want. They want a federal bailout, although CARES and the Heroes Act provided funding for K twelve, both both fell far short of what would be needed to rescue districts and state and local governments. They want a fair, I mean, this is the L.A. Uh, Unified School District Teacher Union who's who's calling for a bailout of these cities and municipalities. And as a publication, no money has been dedicated to address the specific, specific need of students with disabilities, which the L.A., uh, excuse me, LAUSD annually requires nearly $1 billion in general fund transfers 
due to the federal government's failure to meet uh, its IDEA funding promise. Many experts are calling for at least $500 billion. They want to, one of their demands from the federal government is to fully fund Title I. Congress has perpetually underfunded Title I, ignoring the growth in student enrollment and increasing cost of education and reality as schools have become the de facto centers of their respective communities. In California specifically, last year, Title I funding gap was $3,400 per Title I eligible student. And the reason that there's so much Title I is because the federal government kicks in money. That's the only reason. The largest gap in the nation. The funding uh, is fundamental uh, in meeting the needs of our students. And Title I was persistently underfunded well before the pandemic. Congress must appropriate substantial emergency and ongoing resources through the Title I program if we were to have a solid floor in which to provide education during and after the pandemic. See, that was pretty bad, though. Here's another one. Medicare for all. Yes, the Los Angeles Unified School District is demanding Medicare for all before they will return back to work to educate your kids. They want Medicaid for all. So what's the what's the rationale? First of all, who gives a damn what their rationale is? The boundless greed for the for-profit health and I mean health industry combined with the country's deeply ingrained racism has led to race-based health disparities that have resulted in excess deaths, especially among black communities, long before the pandemic further widened the health gap. Yeah. 2020, also known as Schools and Community First, this proposition on the November 2020 balance will increase funding uh, to education by local governments by reassessing property tax, property tax of commercial and, and industrial properties valued at uh, eight million, excuse me, three million or more, from the 1978 assessment to current assessment values, pro projected to add 7.5 billion dollars. Billion to $12 billion a year with 40% allocated to schools and 60% uh, allocated, uh, allocated to local governments. Yes, the L.A. County School District wants to put a tax, you know, inclusive property tax on commercial property. They also want a wealth tax, a, a new tax on unrealized capital uh, against uh, capital gains to California billionaires only. 1% a year until capital gains taxes are met. This would generate an estimated $10 billion a year in, in initially. They want a millionaire's tax. I mean, they want to get the, they got the billionaires, but you got to get the millionaires too. Add a 1% sales a surtax on incomes over $1 million a year and 3% for over $3 million a year. This would generate an estimated $4.5 billion a year. All this before they go back to work. Got to be freaking kidding me. Oh, on a local level. First thing they want, they want to defund the police. We must shift the astronomical amount of money uh, devoted to policing to education and other essential needs such as housing and public health. So they're banging the defund the police drum too. This is the Los Angeles Unified School District Union. What should the citizens of California do? 
I know what I'd do. I know what I'd say. Bite me. No. You go back to work, or we'll hire people to come in and do it. And you can be out of work. That's what I'd do. That's what's going on now. It's insane, isn't it? All right, we got to get out of here and make room for somebody else. So again, thank you ever so much for going to come to the Morning Report. It is July 16, 2020, in the year of our Lord. Uh, we hope you ha- are having a great day, and we hope that you are going to have a great day. And so until we see you again, go out there and learn something, love somebody. And for goodness sake, y'all take care of yourself. We will see you when we see you. Bye-bye now. Someone you know has probably experienced cancer, a heart attack, or stroke. The odds of experiencing one of these are high, which could result in bills for thousands of dollars in out-of-pocket expenses. How would you pay for it? With your savings? There is another option. It's called Active Care. Active Care is a supplemental health insurance policy that offers protection for covered cancer, heart attack, or stroke, and a choice of cash benefit options from ten to sixty thousand dollars. And with Active Care, the cash is yours to use as you see fit. Active Care is brought to you by Colonial Pen Life Insurance Company and is underwritten by Washington National Insurance Company. Get Active Care for cash, choice, and control. Visit ColonialPen.com for more information. This is a limited benefit policy. This policy has limitations and exclusions. For costs and complete details of coverage, visit ColonialPen.com. Someone you know has probably experienced cancer, a heart attack, or stroke. The odds of experiencing one of these are high, which could result in bills for thousands of dollars in out-of-pocket expenses. How would you pay for it? With your savings? There is another option. It's called Active Care. Active Care is a supplemental health insurance policy that offers protection for covered cancer, heart attack, or stroke, and a choice of cash benefit options from ten to sixty thousand dollars. And with Active Care, the cash is yours to use as you see fit. Active Care is brought to you by Colonial Pen Life Insurance Company and is underwritten by Washington National Insurance Company. Get Active Care for cash, choice, and control. Visit ColonialPen.com for more information. This is a limited benefit policy. This policy has limitations and exclusions. For costs and complete details of coverage, visit colonialpen.com.